1: Hello! And welcome Jimmy to the Jimmy Star. Star Show! Damn, I love that! <laughs> <Star>. <laughs> welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, everybody, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We're gonna have a great show! Yay! 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 Well, that was good, Chad. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> Uh, before we get started, let me uh, give a quick uh, shout-out to our co-host. We got the diva of cool, Drew Albright. <laughs> hey, cool people. <laughs> Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hola, that's me. Ola, hola, that's me. Yes, I turned to Latino. <laughs> then we watched the La Bamba guy <laughs> Yeah that's what it did. he did Had it a lasting effect On the voice and, uh, and our LA correspondent Thomas Churchill Cool cat of film I'm sure he'll be calling in Sometime soon Let's just say hi hey. hey Tom Balls Balls, Balls. <laughs> Suck a bag of dicks oh, Yeah <laughs> fandado, fandado. <laughs>
2: I just saw a new uh, Diet Mountain Dew commercial. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Jimmy. You know, we want Mountain Dew to sponsor the Jimmy Star show because Jimmy Starr drinks Mountain Dew all the time. But they have a new Diet Mountain Dew commercial and they use Booyah. And it kind of sounds like Churchill saying Booyah. So I think, they've been, I think they've been watching the show.
1: Everybody copies so our shit. So now we definitely need <laughs> them to sponsor us. Everybody copies our shit. Oh, well. And we want to give a quick shout out to everybody in the chat room. What's up, everybody? KP, Ken Pettigrew. Got an awesome radio show, KenPettigrew.com, 8 o'clock Pacific time. Look, at I got that right this time. Yes, you did. And everybody should check it out. He's got a great show. And I think Leslie's in the chat room. We want to give a shout out to Dean Girl, who's not in the chat room. She tweeted she couldn't make it, but we just want to say hi to her because she'll listen to the podcast eventually.
2: Yes. (laughs) And we have David Imgrund in the chat room, too. What's up, Dave.
1: Welcome, welcome, everybody. We got a great show for you guys today. We have Camden Toy coming on, who's like awesome, awesome, awesome. We've also got the the heavy metal band Fatal Smile. They're going to be Skyping in from Sweden. Excuse me. And then we've got Baywatch Babe, Erica Alaniac. Yeah. Going to be totally like awesome. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm all happy and everything too because like good TV is back on finally. Because I watched The Voice the last two nights of which – by the way, uh, fellow radio show host Michaela Page is going to be one of the contestants on there. And uh, so we're going to see her one of these weeks in the blind auditions. Hopefully she's going to make a team. Yeah. And uh, so that's really cool. And they'll be she'll be representing W4CY, which is cool.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: So that's going to be cool. And I think, I'm not positive, but I think the X Factor starts tonight. And I love the X Factor too. Yeah, I, can't I wait like to the see, X Factor too. I can't wait to see like train wreck Britney Spears judging people. <laughs> so it's gonna be awesome. And we got a caller. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show.
3: Jimmy, it's Camden Toy.
1: Hey, how you doing?
3: Okay, how are you?
1: Absolutely fabulous. All right, everybody, this is Camden Toy. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce you to my co-hosts, starting off Thank with you. the diva of cool Drew Albright. Camden, welcome.
3: Hey, how are you?
1: I'm good. All day long, she's been saying he's on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's on Buffy. He's the most <laughs> iconic character on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm all about well, it.
3: Well, that's that's awfully nice. Yeah.
1: So that's a cool thing. And then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Camden. Chad.
2: Camden. I'm
1: Plus, he has a cool name,
2: Camden Toy. Like, I know. I just like saying that, Camden. Camden. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
4: uh,
3: I, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, uh, I know people always say to me, so what's your real name? And I go, you think I made
1: that up? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's funny. I have,
3: scars I have scars to prove that
1: that's my name. <laughs> there you go. Uh, then we've also yeah. – um, uh, and I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. And before we get started, it would be cool if you uh, say hey to everybody in the chat room.
3: Hey, hey, you guys in the chat room. How's it going?
2: We have David Ingrund. I hope I'm saying that right. ImGrund, ImGrund, in the chat room, and he's a big fan
1: of yours, too. So shout oh, out to cool. him.
3: Oh, shout out to David. Hey, David.
1: There you go. That works. And and, uh, and before we actually start grilling you on all your, like, accomplishments, we want to tell everybody, too, if you want to meet Camden Toy, he's at Connex in Kansas City. T- Friday, right? That's in two days. Yep. Yeah.
3: Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It should be a really fun time, and we—they've got a great lineup, and uh, it, you know, it's, I think it's gonna be great. And hey, stop on by and get some Kansas City barbecue. <laughs>
4: there you go,
3: and meet <laughs> Camden with, Toy. With, you know, along with you know, you know, the love and the hype you're gonna get from you know all of us. You know, they're you know doing the signings and the photographs, and you know everything.
1: So it's gonna be a good show. They've got—we've had a bunch of the guests on over the last couple of weeks. Everybody <laughs> can now go and meet Camden Toy. Uh, super actor extraordinaire, totally, like, hot dude. I love the hair, dude. Like, that shit's totally rocking.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Sometimes I wonder if it's a little limiting, but it's, uh, it's, it's fun to have, and I've certainly, it's, certainly, it's certainly gotten me in the door for certain roles that I probably would not have been seen for. So, you know, it's so funny. It's, it seems like in this business, you know, every single time I'm about to cut it, I get cast, and something I was like, you no, know, they're like,
4: whoa, no,
2: no, 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 it's exactly what we need. You know,
3: it's, it's kind of funny. So, um, who, who knows? I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's an <laughs> interesting thing you bring up. Like, you know, do you want to have like a quintessential look that you get cast yeah. for, or do you yeah. want to be like a chameleon and flexible and you kind of have to make your judgments?
3: Well, it's, it's tough because, you know, certainly I am a chameleon in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I, I have a wide, wide range as an actor, <laughs> but because of my hair. And the goatee. I think a lot of casting people do see me in a very, very narrow, uh, a very narrow light, and that's you know that's certainly uh, my own fault.
4: <laughs> but,
2: I uh, love it. I say for you, you. like totally thank go you. for it, because like, thank you. With that hair and that goatee, like you're going to be playing cool roles. Like you're not going to be playing like. Losers anywhere, and so like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you know, it's funny. I mean, I play some wonderful. You know, I, I yeah, I get cast as kings and wizards, and yeah. But I,
4: also,
3: but I also get the you know I also get those calls where it's like you know biker, which nothing wrong with that. I've certainly That's a
4: cool, biker's bikers, cool too. And
3: I've certainly read for numerous homeless people. So for some reason, that seems to be the
4: two that the
3: casting sees a lot of. Uh, but I guess they they kind of forget that there's a <clears throat> there was an, uh, an attorney during the sixties and seventies called by the name of Kunstler who had. Long hair, <laughs>
4: you know,
3: so you know I you know there's plenty of uh you know civil rights attorneys out there that have you know that are kind of that kind of hip long haired kind of guys, so uh, I could easily play those, but you know it's funny how i don't I don't get called in for those <laughs> I <at
1: all>. think <laughs> that the hair totally makes you like a Mac and stud dude like without a doubt well, when you're at Connex, like all the ladies are going to be like you. flocking all over you, so. <laughs> just go. Stick with that. Whatever gets you laid, that's the best thing to have. You get laid <laughs> and you get work. I'm all about it. You can totally you play rock stars. That's right. And you can play totally play like a rock star. Like you can. Yeah. Play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, I just saw this cool movie called oh, the "Age oh, of oh, Rock and Roll," and it had Peter. Fonda, I think, in it, who plays an old rocker. But you could play like an older rocker yeah. dude, like who used to yeah. be real successful. Oh yeah, and you'd play. oh yeah, that
3: would be that would be a really fun role to play, actually.
1: Yeah, we'll have to I see if we can find some kind of, of those yeah, for you because I like that. Plus, we, you know, one thing I've learned too recently because um, we're pretty good friends with Doug Tate, and actually, I was in Kansas City for Crypticon a couple weeks ago. And, oh, uh, that must've been fun! It was fun, and Doug was there, and we've had him on the show mm-hmm. a bunch of times, and that was the first time we actually got to meet him. And uh, mm-hmm. and and one thing I kind of like learned from him is because I kind of like always uh, have looked at character actors wrong, you know. Like a lot of times, it's a lot of times in horror because we watch a lot of horror movies, we always think of right. them as like stuntmen, but you guys are like actor, like actor actors, you know. Um, like
3: yeah, well I am, yeah certainly. I mean I certainly have a lot of physical training, so I have done a lot of my own stunts. But if it's if it's really complicated stunts, yeah, sure. I have a stunt guy that comes in and will, will work with me. But but yeah, I've done a lot of my own stunts, sure.
1: Well, also though, to be able to do all the different stuff in the character, in the different characters, because you know you play a lot of times people, uh, not always, but like in Buffy, you played a lot of characters, you know, without your real face, and right. uh, you know, and like to really. Uh, to be able to like do all the different things that those unique characters have to do, it's, it's very like physically taxing in the first place, and it looks really cool.
3: Well, it's certainly a lot of fun to play. I mean, I, I have a huge love and respect for transformational makeup, and it's something that you know I've had since I was very young. So uh, it's kind of a, a dream come troll, uh, Excuse me, a dream come true to actually get a chance to to play you know unusual kind of fantastical, uh, otherworldly characters. You know,
2: like I. I want to talk about Buffy, <laughs> sure, sure. Because really, um, I think like the Uber vamp Tara Khan, like that to me um, was a a game changing character in Buffy. Because I think, oh, okay, well, thank you. Before he came on the scene, um, you kind of thought this is like a little bit more playful. Right. But you kind of brought in this aspect of like really true dark evil into the show, so sure. it gave the show sure. like a new dimension. And I was like, right. Whoa, like you were legitimately scary and evil and cool all in <laughs> one, which I thought was awesome. It makes it all very sexy in my personal opinion. Oh
3: well thank you. But, well it's it's funny. I, I, I thought of him very much as a killing machine and uh the the image I had when we were sort of developing the character with uh when, with John Medlin, uh, the stunt co- coordinator, and uh, Ryan Watson, my stunt double, um, I thought of him as Taz, the Tasmanian double. He's like when he's when he's not moving, he's like, but when he's moving, he's like, he goes into that kind of thing. He's almost like you know, he's just spinning. He's spinning, 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 spinning and that's kind of the way I saw him in a way. And so, um, and and John uh, John uh, Medlin was extremely generous in in giving me some feedback into you know how how the choreography would be, would be put together uh, because often they don't do that. Often they're like, yeah, you're the actor, I'm the stunt coordinator. and no, you know, So I, it was very generous of him and Ryan Watson to allow me to put input into that. You know?
2: That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Plus you got like some of the best special effects of the show, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> and um, I mean, it was just such a key character. I don't know if you've ever watched that show Farscape. Have you ever watched yes, that show? Yes,
3: but it has been, yeah, been a while. But yes,
4: I have seen it.
2: Yeah. They have a character yeah. on there too, which y- your character kind of reminded me of, which also like added a new level of like darkness and evil to Farscape, which I thought like made the show so much cooler.
1: Mm-hmm. So she really likes it when you're evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: there are a lot of those are fun, delicious roles to play. They certainly are. And yeah. so,
2: how long did it take you to get into your costume? You know, with all you know, um, your makeup and everything in that room.
3: Most of those characters took anywhere from four to five hours. Um, I think Narl took three and a half the first day, maybe three, uh, almost four, but I think less than four. And it, was, it was a big part because uh, Rob Hall, the special effects makeup guy from Almost Human, it's, it's his company. Um, he was so well prepared that it just came together really fast. Uh, I was kind of ex- uh, surprised, actually, because it seemed like a much more complicated character. It was a full body suit with little booties and hands and finger extensions and teeth, and it was like, it was just, you know, I mean, I'm covered head to toe in uh, latex and uh. And, and, uh so uh, I thought for sure that was going to be more like five or six hours, but no, it actually came together in about three and a half, which was surprising to me.
2: So, did people give you a wide berth at Craft Services? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing is,
0: you know, they often don't even
3: blink. They're just like, oh, whatever, you know. But it's when you show up without the makeup where they go, who's that guy? (laughs) Is he stealing the food? That's the funny thing, you know, because they're not not used to seeing me without makeup. So if I get there, like, you know, late one day because my scenes are shooting later in the day and they have other things scheduled, I'll, you know, often I'll swing by and get a bite to eat or whatever. And it has happened where you hear people go, he, is he supposed to be there? Who is that guy? Who is that before.
1: homeless guy eating our food? <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Did he, sneak in on, did he sneak in on set? Oh, shit. You know, so who is this guy? You know, it's that kind of thing. But if you're in makeup, nobody ever even like, you know, they don't even blink. It's kind of funny.
1: <laughs> That's funny. So, like, you mentioned Rob Hall. Isn't Rob Hall the guy who did Laid to Rest? Or no? Yes,
3: yeah. yeah. He, uh, Rob's a really, I mean, he's an amazing makeup uh, designer and, and artist. But he's also a, a, a fabulous and wonderful uh writer and director. And uh yeah, he's he's uh, done three three films. Yeah. He, his original film was first first feature film was uh Lightning Bug, then Lay to Rest and then uh Crumb Skull, call laid to rest.
1: Two. I love the Late to Rest movies. I think they're so much fun and it yeah, was so cool to see fun. you in it because like it's you as you.
4: <laughs>
1: you know, like a people, lot of people don't look like
3: recognize me. That's the funny thing. I mean because Rob wanted me to have black hair, and so we put it in a pony. You know, what we oh, we braided it. That's right, we braided it the back, and I, I didn't have my goatee, but I had like a little, you know, little pencil mustache that we made black, and, and so there are plenty of people that don't even recognize me. It's kind of funny. Uh,
1: I thought <laughs> it was cool as shit, because I was like, look, at there's Camden Toy, and we get to see him, like, as Camden Toy, and, like, not without a big <laughs> man. You know, because that is a movie you could have almost been, like, you could have been the, like, Chrome Skull guy, and, like, I thought the movie, uh, I thought the first one was a little bit better than the second one, but I thought they were both super entertaining, and I love the fact mm-hmm. that they brought in mm-hmm. Daniel Harris and Brian Austin Green. Yeah. And, uh, oh,
3: yeah. They were they were a lot of fun to work with. Yeah, I had a scene with them and they were great. They're
1: they were just great. cool. I actually never met Brian Austin Green, but like I I know Danielle pretty well and like I well, think I love, just what awesome. he, I love
3: what he does with that role. He does it he so underplays that role in uh in Crump's call. It's it's so pulled back and like really close to the vest. He like plays it really, really you know um really simple. He it so, 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 so simple. And it works, you know. I mean, it would be so easy to want to, like, you know, chew the scenery in that role. I mean, that's probably the way I would play the role. <laughs> But, you know, he, uh, you know, for him to really pull it back and keep it so simple, it was just, I thought, brilliant.
1: And, I'm, and, like, a and, total, and, like... In some ways,
3: some ways, kind of creepier, actually, you know?
1: I'm, like, a Brian Austin Green, like, geek, because, like, I, like, bought his first <laughs> rap album when it came out. I was a Beverly Hills 90210 junkie. I yeah, had the Luke Perry yeah. sideburns, which I still have, actually. And, uh, like, I was, like, I love Beverly Hills 90210, so, like, I just thought it was so great, like, that he was in it and he was doing it. and yeah. And the genre is so cool. And so, like, how long, like, what is your favorite thing that you've done? Like, you've been in a lot of cool shit.
2: And actually, we should credit that question as from David because he wanted me to ask, which roles are you most proud of today Okay, in the chat room?
3: <laughs> um, I would say the two, the two roles I'm probably the most proud of um, <clears throat> one is a, a television role, and one is actually a stage role that I did in New York. Um, the, 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 t- the television role uh, is, is Gnarl, you know, the Hannibal Lecter of the Demon World on, on Buffy's.
4: Season yes. 7, it was,
3: uh, you know, the the, uh, the episode, same time, same place, uh, third third episode of the season. And uh, he was, I mean, Jan Esselstyn wrote this amazing character. I remember when I first got the script, I was just like so bowled over by how complex and maniacal and, and this character was and uh, it, it, it was one of those characters that just continued to, to uh, develop as I was playing with it with the script and then we eventually did the audition and then we eventually you know did the did the makeup and then we added this and the teeth and the fingers and the hands and the, it was like all these different things all the elements sort of came together to make this really rich and no pun intended really delicious meaty fabulous <laughs> wonderful role um, I had so much fun with that role um <clears throat> And um, a stage role that I did in New York back in the early 90s with uh, Tiny Mythic Theater Company was a production uh, of The Scarlet Letter called A, and I played Roger Chillingworth, uh, and that was just a wonderful, wonderful role as well. I, I really really enjoyed that role. I don't know if you're familiar, if you, if you guys read or seen any of the films that they've made, the... Out of the the book. I saw Absolutely,
2: the film. actually, I used to have a scarlet letter A on the front door of one of my houses because A for <laughs> Albright, and people kind of took it the wrong way, and I was like, "Oh, it's all right." <laughs> I'm all about
1: it. I think it's that's cool. very funny. <laughs> have you done a lot? Have you done a lot of stage stuff?
3: I have done a lot of stage. I grew up in the theater. Uh, my father had been an actor and an artist, and I literally. Um, I was I was very lucky. Uh the the very small little rural town that I grew up in outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, called Delmont, had a summer theater there called Apple Hill Playhouse and uh, every summer these three producers from New York would breeze into town and they would bring with them this amazing cast and crew and a lot of it was came out of New York and um My family befriended these producers, and they let me, this little kid, I think I started like, I don't know, nine or ten years old, started hanging out there, and they let me hang out there and just watch rehearsals and learn how to build sets and uh, learn how to do makeup and costuming and lighting, and and there weren't that many roles for a young child. Uh, Occasionally there'd be a role, but not that many, so I really learned the ins and outs of how theater works, you know, from from. From behind the scenes, um, it was it was pretty amazing. And then, of course, to see you know they did a different show every single week; they changed their show. So I saw a lot of theater growing up,
4: That's uh, cool. and then
3: uh, you know continued then to do theater into high school, and then you know and, and then uh, I lived in New York for many years, um, did a lot of theater there. Um, was one of the founding members of uh, a theater called NADA. Uh, in the Lower East Side that was an Emmy Award, excuse me, Obie, Obie Award-winning uh, theater.
2: You strike me as a theater guy, I think, just from your yeah. look. And, like, uh, another roles you can do is Shakespearean, too, all the way with your look.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, and I certainly, I haven't done a huge amount of Shakespeare, but I've certainly done a fair amount of Shakespeare. And I started setting Shakespeare in, I think it was fourth grade or something crazy. I was so in over my head, uh, but I, I'm really... Very grateful that you know I was sort of thrown into the pool at that time because <laughs> uh, I learned so much and was you know it, it, yeah, I still I still remember a lot of you know, a lot of the monologues that I learned and uh, a lot of the things that I read at that time.
1: You know, you should have been in Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, they I fucked yeah, up. Yeah,
3: yeah, I would have loved to have done that. They, yeah, they were casting mostly, uh, you know, British fairly people. well-known British stage actors, uh, which was you know a good choice, I think, really.
1: Yeah, I still think you should I love the Harry Potter movies. I watch them all the time. I'm a total tar. Yeah,
4: yeah, for yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> so will you talk a little bit about like acting in film where you're wearing uh like a lot of makeup and a mask versus acting in film versus acting on stage?
3: Oh boy. Um <laughs> well you know I don't you know, I don't really think of them that different. I mean I know that people <laughs> sometimes do, but most of them most of the makeups I've done, most of the prosthetic makeup I've done has not been super, super, super thick uh, makeup. So I okay. haven't had to over accentuate the expressions that much okay. for most of those characters. I know some I know Roddy McDowell talks about that a little bit when he did Planet of the Apes, you know, because I think the prosthetics for that were pretty
4: thick, you yeah. know.
3: So he had to he had to change, you know, he had to change his, his approach to it. But um most of the prosthetics that I've worn, for instance, is the gentleman or Gnarl or the Uber vamp or um, uh, the Prince of Lies, um, those uh, prosthetics were, you know, really fairly thin and really became like a second skin. So I didn't really have to do all that much different. It's, it's, it's a matter of embodying the character. What I have to say, though, what, what is different is that you have to remember you're playing a fantastical role. Uh, from, from, from another realm. It's like this otherworldly character. So, yes, you do have to approach it in a different way, that way, I think. Uh, you can't do it in this sort. Although it depends. I mean, sometimes on, on uh, Angel and Buffy, sometimes they intentionally will have some of the demons play it very naturalistic, like, uh, yeah. uh, was it Chip? Was that his name, Chip? Oh gosh,
2: I, I don't know. remember that demon. Chip. He was, he was a
3: big. He was a big silver demon. He'd be like, "Hey, Angel, you want to go the oh, yeah. the
2: wings and watch the
3: game?" You know? Okay. He kept it. Yeah, he kept it very naturalistic, and that was a, a specific choice they made. But most of those characters, most of those demons, are very otherworldly, and they're not, you know, your everyday, you know, naturalistic roles. So. They do. Uh, I think you do have to approach them in a slightly different way. I think that's one of the reasons I often get the call from casting. I've had it more than a few times where they go, "Hi, we have got this role, and we're having trouble casting it." <laughs> and I think it's because a lot of times actors don't get that. You know, it's it's almost Shakespearean in in its girth. It's 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 otherworldly. It's fantastical. It's 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 very special and unusual. It's not like you know. Um, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I never, I, I, let me put it this way. I, you know, I never ate skin, so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't draw on my, on my you know, my memories <laughs> in my childhood to you play didn't, novel, for instance. Gosh. Or if you're, or if you're, or in Shakespeare, if you're playing King Lear, I was never a king, so I, you know what I mean? So you have to use it's, to me, yes, it's wonderful that whole, you know, the toolbox we have of emotions in our life and our memory and all that. That's wonderful, but you, imagination is so much more valuable when it comes to characters like that. I, personally, I think imagination is more valuable when it comes to any kind of acting. Um, okay. I think that's one thing that I think a lot of actors forget. Um, it's, our imagination is in some ways even more powerful than just our emotional life. You know?
1: Do you have to audition, or do they just like, give you roles and say, call you up <laughs> and say, Hey, we've um, got each this role, role, each, role is, each role is
3: different. Um, I, certainly, I certainly auditioned a lot. Uh, I think I auditioned for every one of the roles on Buffy and Angel except for the Uber Vamp. Okay. Um, the reason they had me audition for the Prince of Lies on Angel, it, it was really interesting. They were, it, you know, the clock was ticking. They hadn't cast it. They were here, here again, having trouble casting it. Um, and I think it was Rob Hall that said to them, "Look, you know, uh, we're going to need to start working on this, you know, building the makeup soon. But we don't have an actor whose face, you know, because you have to take the mold of, of of an actor's face to then start working on the makeup." Uh, he said, you know, I have Camden's mold. Why don't, why don't you just cast Camden? I think he'd be great in the role. Um, and Jeff Bell, the showrunner, was, oh,
0: we love Camden. He's super creepy. But can, <laughs> he, can he do comedy? He do comedy? <laughs> He's super creepy. <laughs> and, and,
2: I, uh,
3: and I understand that totally, because in television, you don't have time to develop stuff. You've got to just show up and do it. Maybe you'll get two or three takes, and then you have to move on, because, you know, you're on an eight-day schedule to shoot, you know, a half-hour, excuse me, to shoot an hour episode. So um, I do understand that. And all you know, Jeff, all Jeff had seen me do was these super creepy roles. So I think he was concerned that I was going to show up and then not fully understand the comedy of the role. Cause
2: yeah, it did even have though, a lot of comedy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Our The Prince comedy. of Lies is a
3: creepy role, but he really is the comic relief for the episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I said, I, so I said, of course, I'll, I'll be happy to read for it. And they're like, oh, really, you don't mind? I like, of course not. I mean... <laughs> Too. So, and I understood that because they were they were concerned you know they 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 had not seen uh, you know they hadn't seen my stage work they hadn't seen like you know the roles I'd done that were comedic so you know it's all all you know is from what you see so you know I certainly understand that so yeah,
4: yeah. I thought you so,
3: were yeah.
2: awesome in it just to stress again and too, like what you said about like full body acting you really got to see that in that role which I love so much too yeah
1: yeah. So you're yeah. also attached. I saw in 2013 because I'm attached to it too. Is do uh, you have a role in Of Light and Darkness, which is Shane Layton's film? Who actually yes. she's, we've had her on the show a bunch of times. She's a super talent. Yeah. She's going to be huge. That's lovely. Yeah. And, wonderful. Uh, yeah. And I'm playing a creature in that, so like I'm in. The, I'm going to be in that. So maybe like I'll actually like oh, see you cool. on set because cool. I do. I do a little acting too for fun, and uh, uh-huh. and it's a lot of uh-huh. fun, and I enjoy it. And I was in her last film. I get killed by the like. Uh-huh like the, uh, the incubus in her, other, in her last film. I got the big kill scene, and it was a lot of fun. So I think it'll be fun. It's cool that you're in it. We should tell people, too, if they want to like find out more about you. I love the fact that you call your website the, the official house of toy. I was like, that is so cool. Uh, so it's CamdenToy.com. You guys should check it out. And if they want to yep. follow you on Twitter, it's at Camden underscore Toy.
3: Yeah, yeah, because I think somebody already grabbed the name for some, you know. Uh, so they could those, charge you, know, you like $1,000 yeah, like, so I you could buy it
1: about, from Twitter them. It was like,
3: hey, who, you know, it's not a, we can't do anything about it. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> Nobody has that name but me, but some guy, gra- I guess, I don't know if they thought maybe they could try selling it to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I have no idea. that's, that's what, what they thought so they so could just, do. And yeah. it's
1: really good that you so. like did Camden underscore toy and said fuck you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So and also people follow can follow me on Facebook as well. I mean my, my main my main page is totally filled. I, I can't take any more uh people on, but you can certainly uh subscribe to my uh, all my uh, public posts which they're all public at this point. All the posts that I put on Facebook are public now, and I also have a, uh, an actor page on Facebook as well, which you can just hit like and then follow that. So um, all of those things on there, you know, are open to the public. So yeah, please check it out. You know, I'm the only Camden boy on Facebook, as far as I know.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's good. And if you guys want to go and run your fingers through his beautiful locks, <laughs> he's going to be at Conex in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Kansas City is. Um, a different kind of place, but I'm sure you're gonna have a good time, at least at the convention, and uh, yeah, because the be convention's a lot of fun. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I had never been there before. It's kind of rural and and different because I live in you know Fort Lauderdale in Miami, and like it's there's sure. bu- there's buildings everywhere. You don't get to go outside and find big old empty fields. So it was different. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: that sounds fun. I get to get, get on my break. I get to. Go explore the fields. That's right. You
1: can go explore the fields and uh, and and make your creatures come alive, hanging out in the trees and uh (laughs) and stuff like that but we definitely think everybody should go to connex connex is going to be a great show Um, we want to thank marla stoker from marquee media and marketing for setting up this interview and i think it's fun too that we get to talk because we're on we are facebook friends i've never uh, i've never actually met you i'm sure we're going to meet one of these days soon but yeah yeah, on light and darkness maybe yeah we'll meet on light and darkness and or we'll meet in something else and anytime time yeah. you've got anything cool to promote, dude, we're all about it. We're, we're uh, super big fans of the horror community. We're super big fans of you. And uh, anytime you have anything to promote, we'd love to have you back.
3: Oh, well, thank you. Well, we have, you know, I'm going to be working on a new uh, a, a film probably shooting. It looks like it's going to be shooting early next year called Monster School with uh, Doug Jones and uh, Tony Todd and Claire Kramer. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll um, oh, be working cool. on that. Yeah, and it looks like I'm gonna be working on a. Uh, we're we're negotiating it right now, so hopefully it'll all come through. I, I'm 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 keeping my fingers crossed. I just think of the role the role is really fun, and and the script is really fun. It, it's called uh, uh, Now Hiring, which is a sort of a superhero slash comedy slash uh, romance. Awesome. And I play the I play the supervillain in it, and really fun role, really fun script. So uh, my my agent and the producers are working on that right now it looks like we've we're we're almost we've almost nailed everything together it's just i think there's a few minor things we have to come come to some agreements with but, awesome uh, it's looking good there's they're hoping to shoot that i think in november in texas cool but it looks like it'll be a really fun project so I'm, I'm hoping to that that all comes together as well yeah
1: cool dude well we cool. want to thank you for coming on the jimmy star show have a great weekend enjoy yourself meet your fans and uh get lucky You'll, they're gonna all be grabbing all <laughs> over you. I was there with Doug Tate, and like every girl in the whole like state was like jumping, up, like just grabbing at him. So it'll be a lot of fun. You'll have a good time. So thanks so much for thanks. coming on the Jimmy Star Show, Camden.
3: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thank Camden. Day. Everybody in the chat room, he says bye. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you. Hey, down. how you what doing? <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey guys, this is Fatal Smile, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is- yeah.
5: Fatal Smile out of Stockholm, Sweden. We're calling you guys from Eastern England right now.
2: Cool. Oh, cool?
5: Well, yeah, we've been we've been touring in uh, UK for a while, and uh, this is the last show of this great continent. And tomorrow morning, we're heading off to Germany.
1: Cool. So before mm-hmm. we get started, let me introduce us to you. Um, f- to start off, we have the diva of cool, Drew Albright. Hey guys, I love Swedes. Hey, Welcome to the show. <laughs>
4: Thank you. Thank you. Welcome
5: to the Freak Show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then we also have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy.
5: Fellas, welcome. Hey Chad, you doing alright?
1: Oh yeah! Fucking oh, yeah! yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. And how about one at a time? You guys tell us who you are and what you do in the band.
5: Well, my name is Penis, and I No, it's no. <laughs> not. <laughs> Was that... Was that oh, you must sorry.
2: be the lead singer. <laughs> oh, oh fuck course. yeah. <laughs>
5: no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me at yeah. all. No, you're deadly wrong. <laughs> well, actually, this is Blade here. Eh? My name is Thomas Blade from Fatal Smile. I'm the lead singer. Okay. I'm English. Okay. Is
1: he really English or is he putting on an English accent? Oh, I he's think just he's... blonde. <laughs> he's got <still> blonde
5: hair. <laughs> I'm okay. <fucking> with <laughs> it. So, yeah, I have my, uh, my uh, horny drummer filthy <laughs> say hi what's up guys how you doing good that's cool right. this is why the guitar player of the band hello hello here we have alex on the bass
1: oh it's alex i couldn't figure out how you pronounced it because you spelt it a little bit different al-, yeah. al x that's why we never
5: call <laughs> alex. him Alex. is okay <laughs> that's why we never call him alex actually the spelling is fucked up so we just call him sex on legs
2: Oh, I
1: like that, dude! Like, I think you guys totally have your shit together. You guys are so freaking awesome. I can't wait till you come to the states and like just fucking tear it up.
5: Thank oh, you, man. Cool, I Actually, we can't wait either. I mean, fuck, we've 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 been there a couple of times, and it's it's been awesome every time. Every show has been fucking great. So. We would love to come back.
1: Any bands that we have that that try to do anything like you guys do, nobody does it like you guys do it. You are like such a professional, put together, badass presentation that like like there's there's like nobody to even compare you with. And it's like the real deal too, because like nobody is like
2: badass basically. So it's a right. lot of posers. everybody else is a bunch
1: of pussies. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> One thing I thought was really cool too, because I was on your website, and the tour manager from uh, Wasp, his name's Danny Stanton. He's actually a friend of mine. Ah, okay. Yeah. And he gave a quote and he wrote, you guys are real pussy magnets and the craziest motherfuckers I've toured with. And I was like, hell yeah! And they're coming on my show. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, he's a
4: nice guy.
1: He's cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And like you guys have yeah. have been real, you guys are very, very successful all throughout Europe. I mean, we don't know about you as much in the States as, as we're about to know you in the States. But like throughout Europe, you guys are like the shit.
5: Well, some places we are the shit and some some. Places were just a dump, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which basically it's the same shit. <laughs> yeah, we 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 have areas of uh, of stardom and we have ar- areas of just uh, bullshit, but but it's different, you know. We don't have MTV anymore,
1: right? So right.
5: Just have to rely on the tour bus and and doing it, you know, pulling it off live and and doing the shit.
1: I would yes. actually like to start it's my good, own. It's MTV.
5: really great so far. So we're gonna try to. Come
4: U.S. and um, kick some ass.
1: Absolutely. First, I want to congratulate you too for uh, for signing with Spectra Records. They're going to do a phenomenal job. I actually work with them a lot. They're a sponsor of the show, and oh, uh, um, so like they're gonna, you're gonna to like totally like kick ass. And uh, their booking agency, like I work with their booking agency, so I'm probably going to be trying to book you guys all over the place. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And you guys are going to be awesome because like like everything is so cool. First of all, uh, let's talk a little bit about – one thing I love is the fact that like everything is freaks like – like on the website, it's like, let the freak show begin. All your promo pictures, you guys look like the craziest fuckers on the planet. But very well put together, though. Very well put together, crazy motherfuckers.
5: <laughs> well, if this was like a, a, a video webcast or something, you would actually see the freaks right now on your screens. Because we're going, as soon as we're done with this uh, little nice chat with you guys, we're going on stage here in, uh, in England. So we're pretty much done for, for stage show. We're going to pull oh, off the freak so cool. show here tonight.
2: Oh, and cool. All, all the
5: guys here have the makeup on and everything, so.
2: Oh, that is cool. You should take a picture right now and tweet it.
1: Are you guys on Twitter? I didn't see you on Twitter, I don't think. Are no, you guys no, no. on Twitter? I'm, we're not on Twitter. You fuckers <laughs> got to get on Twitter. Get with it, man. Let me tell you.
5: <laughs> we yeah, gotta... I, I, I've understood that Twitter is the shit, but I uh, you know, I, I checked it out I didn't get it, so.
1: Yeah, we're going to have know. to get you guys on Twitter. I'll be talking to Bobby about that because you got to get on Twitter, dude. That's the way you like Conquer the World.
5: Right, right. It's like doubt. you'll
1: say
2: on Twitter, like, "Hey, we're gonna be playing in Stockholm next week," and then all the girls will tweet you their phone numbers in advance. <laughs> and so, like, when you get call, there, so it's like now. Yes, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter
4: is the shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to we be
5: hooked up with that Twitter shit. Yeah. What was what, what that tweet all right. That's what we want. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you guys going.
1: So you have a new album that I guess was released in Europe. It's coming out in the United States at the beginning of the year called 21st Century Freaks, which the artwork is just awesome, guys. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and then you've got a video for the song that we're going to actually play for everybody, uh, and it's Welcome to the Freak Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, the video is awesome. It totally makes me think of like like a Rob Zombie video except for that you guys can sing. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Cause we like Rob Zombie. I know, so I was, I was like, like surprised. No, no, we like, like Rob zombie, zombie, but Blade, dude, you've got like you've got like kind of like Did you guys ever see that movie Rockstar?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like you've got the voice like that. Like you've got that total like uh, Ant. What's a what's a Judas Priest? Rob Halford. You got like a Rob Halfordy kind of like voice, except for that you're super good looking. So like, like it's just <laughs> gonna be an awesome, <laughs> but awesome combination. Gay.
4: And he's gay also. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, It didn't really hurt Rob Halford. He's coming back Stronger than never so. Exactly.
4: Uh, yeah. That's the plan for Blade. Also for he the US
5: might have hurt his ass though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you never so, know.
1: So talk a little bit about We should tell everybody, too, your website. Everybody can check uh, check out the video for uh, Welcome to the Freak Show by going to www.fatalsmile.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, and we also put it
2: on jimmystarshow.com because so it's go, such a good video. That's right. If
1: you go to jimmystarshow.com, the video is playing up there. Um, tell us a little bit about the video and the song, and then we're going to play it for everybody.
5: Well, the song is basically uh, it's designed to open up every show on the you know because the world domination tour just went on and on and on and we opened up with the same song and you, you tend to do that you you have an intro song so and we did 360 shows for the world domination tour uh, Wow,
1: that's a lot. and
5: we just decided that we need a kick-ass motherfucker to open up because you never know this freak show tour may be forever as well and so we, yeah so we know that we we need an opening song which is going to kick ass and so that song is designed for that. the The lyrics is just, you know, "Hey, they're welcome. This is our show. This is gonna be a kick-ass night, and you guys are welcome." And this is the band. So that's basically what the song is about. And uh, of course, being uh, 21st century freaks, w- which I think we are, and most other rock bands are as well. We are we are the modern day freak, you know, touring sideshow, freak show, whatever you call it, and. um so Welcome to Freak Show is that, and the video um, is basically, uh, we thought we wanted something really explosive to show what the band is about live, and uh, a live show with us is basically that video uh, for 90 minute, minutes.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's
2: just a total mayhem.
1: Yeah. That's what it is. That's what everybody says. Everybody who, like, all the quotes on your website from anybody who are on it was just like, oh, my God. Like, what high energy, crazy shit. And also,
2: like, get off our tour. We can't take it anymore.
5: (laughs) 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 You guys are too wild. (laughs) Been kicked off a couple of tours, actually. But that's that's, – Well, that's rock and roll. Yeah.
1: That's just jealous bitches. Exactly.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Shit goes down. Shit goes down. Yeah.
1: There you go. So here's what we're going to do, you guys, is uh, we're going to play Welcome to the Freak Show for uh, everybody here to listen to. We're broadcasting in 155 countries right now. Why don't you guys introduce it for us, and then we're going to play it for everybody.
5: All right, you little freaks out there. You're going to hear a kick-ass motherfucker from Fatal Smile right now. This here was recorded... uh, and uh, hotel rooms, and bars, and tour buses, all over the fucking uh, world. And and the video was recorded in Stockholm, in the actually in the place where we uh, keep the Fatal Smile stuff. Uh, the uh, uh, the Fatal Smile garage, or what you should say. This here is Welcome to the Freak Show with Fatal Smile Joy. It's
4: Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey's Combined Big Circus Sideshow, and it is in here where you'll see the freaks, the wonders, the strange, the unusual people, the strangest people on the face of the earth, and they're all alive, they're all living on public exhibition here today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the biggest, the grandest, the greatest sideshow on the face of the earth, traveling with the largest circus in all the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest sideshow on earth. Please hang up and try again, yeah. This is Jimmy, and Aussie. And Aussie. I'm going I'm just chilling. gimme style sitting down and designing Where every man gonna think? What are we gonna be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC, you can't dress me, pick up the girls take like the party. Myself alone as Alfred, the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Beige, one your one-whenever be, Jimmy's stuff, new celebrity.
1: We're back! <laughs> 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 Hey everybody, welcome back to the Jimmy Star Show. There was a big power outage. We don't even know what, but everything around for a couple miles radius has been out of power. We're back. We're happy to be here. We want to thank the guys from Fatal Smile. Hopefully they got the message we left on their phone because they're getting ready to go on stage. Uh, they were awesome, awesome band from Sweden, you guys. It's uh, FatalSmile.com. Check them out; it's awesome. And in a minute, we're gonna have Erica Eleniac calling in, and uh, it's just totally awesome. We're back and ready to rock, and that's live radio, you guys. Totally. Sometimes life's a real bitch. <laughs> and I want
2: to shout out to everybody in the chat room. And I thought it was really funny. I don't know who said it, but they were like, "Oh,
1: the FCC came in because
2: <laughs> we were, <laughs> having, such we were having such smile. a good time with Fatal Smile."
1: And uh we also had Camden Toy on earlier. It was awesome and uh everything seems to be going good and we're very happy and so we're back. Yay! Yay. And, yeah, we've uh, had power for like three minutes, so good for us. All is good and uh we should I want to make a quick mention while we're waiting for Miscellaniac to call back. Uh don't forget about the movie I'm in. It's called The Mile in His Soul. Uh the website is a mile in his soul dot com. We have an Indiegogo campaign and it's Indiegogo slash a mile, indiegogo.com slash a mile yes and you can contribute and i'm going to scotland to film it in november it's going to be freaking awesome and you can follow him on twitter it's at a mile in his soul and facebook is a mile in his soul
2: and 25 percent of contributions also go to united way canada, canada because the film is about homelessness it's a dark comedy
1: that's right it's going to be awesome <laughs> yeah awesome 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 and I uh, also want to let everybody know ConnectShot's a sponsor of the Jimmy Star Show. Everybody who's in the entertainment industry should go on www.connectshot.com and create a profile. All of us at the Jimmy Star Show are there. I'm Ken, there. Ken is there. He's on the show. I added uh, you
2: yesterday, Ken, so make sure you approve my request.
1: And uh, we want to say hey to everybody who's still in the chat room who was hanging out. It's awesome. We're back. We're happy to be back. We have the best chat room peeps ever. Awesome. Like Our live audience is rocking. super cool and all is well yeah so we had fun in the
2: chat room during the power outage and
1: also let everybody know too that Brutal uh, the film that I produced is got a a website now it's mynameisbrutal.com and you can go on there and register to buy the movie get free ringtones we have t-shirts and Hats and all kinds of stuff that you can get. And you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at MyNameIsBrutal.
2: And the best thing to buy
1: is the potato potato peeler. peeler.
2: (laughs) Actually, the shirt is really awesome, too, and I have the hat, too. But, like, the
1: potato peeler, that's my favorite. Absolutely. Chad, how are we doing? You all right? Yes. We're looking pretty good? Operators Operators are standing by. by. There you go. Okay, good. That's awesome. I'm very excited.
2: (laughs) Chad's an engineering genius, everybody. Am I?
1: Yes. Wonderful! Yes, glad everybody to be on the Jimmy Star. That. Yeah, that's right. He's especially a genius when he's on our show.
5: <laughs> I'm twinkling. <laughs> Look at me! All right, mm.
1: enough of this Hallmark stuff. Okay. Yeah, we don't like this Hallmark <sighs> stuff any- anyway. All that hey, much. Jimmy Star. Yes. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Sounds like we're in business. Now we are in business. Yay! Thanks so much for calling <laughs> back, everybody. It's Erica Lanier. We're very excited to have you. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Good. Before we get started, let me introduce you to my crew, starting off with the diva of cool, Drew Albright. Hey, Erica. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much. Then we got the man behind the boards who got us back online, Mr. Chad Murphy. That's
2: me. Welcome to the show.
1: We are bowing down. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the Jimmy Starr Show. And before we get started, if you could give a shout out to people in the chat room people in the chat room. Woohoo! Thanks for tuning in. There you go. You're awesome. You are awesome. How oh. bubbly and fun you, you are. You never know until you get if we haven't met you before. We never know till we get people on the line <laughs> if they're going to be fun or not. Like I think it's awesome and I want to congratulate you for such an awesome career that you have had and continue to have. Well, thank you very very much.
0: It has definitely been a uh, a, a long road. A long but fun
1: road, right?
0: It's a long but fun road, a long but fun road, a long and windy road, and uh, hopefully the, the road will still be long ahead.
1: Oh, I think it I don't. Will. I don't
0: want to see light at the end of the tunnel yet. <laughs>
1: That's right. We don't want you to see light at the end. Neither do we. And yep. I want to say one thing, too. Like, And this is not like a come on because I'm totally gay, but you are incredibly beautiful. <laughs> and you are – you, you. So uh, over the years, you get more and more beautiful, and I think it's really great. And oh. I think you take great care of yourself and, and everybody coming Thank to meet you. you. You're going to be at ConX, right?
0: I am going to be at Connex. Thank you so much for that shout out. It's going to be so much fun. So um,
1: everybody's going to want to come and meet you in person. We had Camden. Well, come
0: down and please come down. It's going to, and there's going to be like, there's. This The Connex is sponsoring the Wounded Warrior Project, which is really awesome, and they're going to have like raffles and special events over the entire weekend, so it's going to be really fun, too, plus for an amazing cause, so come down.
1: Yeah, we want everybody to come and meet you. It's September 14th through 16th. It's in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, everybody should go. It's going to be fun. We've had a lot of Connex uh, celebrities on the show promoting the show. We had Camden Toy on just uh, before the power outage.
0: Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that was lucky. Yeah. Uh, you got in right before it happened. But and also, I'm just going to be there on the 15th and 16th just because I don't want to tell people to come down to say hey to me if I'm not going to be there Friday. So okay. I'm actually flying in on Friday. So I will be there on Saturday and Sunday.
1: There you go. And everybody needs to cool. come and meet you in all your beautifulness. Well, is that a word. I don't so know if that's a word, but sure. I made it up. But it works. <laughs>
0: but it's, I like that word. I think beautifulness is a very good word.
1: Cool. I think it is too. And so, so we would like to talk with you a little bit, just kind of like about your career. And I know, like, uh, Baywatch is a really big thing, but I don't want to talk about that first because, like, I'm a horror movie fan. And, uh, oh, too. and so, like, I'm super into actually everything that you've done because you were in E.T., but, like, I was a huge Blob fan, and everybody in the Blob is a huge star <laughs> now. You know, it really is. I mean, it was like a movie that came out and had a lot of people, and maybe everybody didn't know who they are, and now everybody who's in that movie is, like, a huge celebrity.
0: That's so funny. That's one of those remakes, you know, that you just never know which way it's going to go. Sometimes remakes are really good and other times not.
1: <laughs> but That's it was true. A lot of, lot of fun. Well, and it it has – I mean because Kevin Dillon was in it and Shawnee Smith and Jeffrey DeMunn who got killed in The Walking Dead and you. Right. I mean like –
0: Hey, come on. And so
1: (laughs) – And it was fun. It was such a fun movie. And so it was a lot of fun to
0: do. It definitely was. And gosh, Shawnee Smith is doing great right now. Have you guys seen her on uh, Anchor
4: Management? That yes. show is so funny. Oh my
1: and gosh. And that show super, is so funny. And She's yeah. super nice. because um, like I've been to several conventions and met her. She was super, super nice yes. and gracious, and so like I wish I mean we wish want everybody to do as well as they can do and be successful. And I think it's just fun that you were in the blob and I also think it's fun that you were in Bordello of Blood, which was a terrible, fun, awesome movie.
0: Yeah, that was, that was super camp. That was like camp intense, personified rather. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Dennis Miller is just so, so fun to work with. Very hard to, you know, keep a straight face and, do your work and actually get your lines out because we would just be laughing all the time. But that was a lot of fun. And I was a huge fan of the um, of the series myself. So it was very cool to be able to do. I think they made only two of the features yes. that went with the Tales from the Yeah, so it was cool to be a part of that before that sort of went away.
1: And it had cool people. Chris Sarandon was in it and mm-hmm. Corey Feldman, which actually I just shot a movie in a Corey Feldman, a role in a Corey Feldman movie like two weeks ago. Did and you? Uh, yeah, he's shooting here. He was shooting a movie here, and Angie Everhart's in it, and she's like incredibly uh-huh. beautiful. Here means in mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah, here means in Florida. We're in Florida. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Where do you live? Do you live in California? I live in
0: California now. Yeah, I've been back here three years. I was, um, I, I did live for almost a decade now, or uh, in uh, Calgary, Alberta. I'm stuttering, but oh, yeah, cool. I did a film in Canada and um, ended up staying for quite a while. But I've been back in California now for about three years.
1: Cool, and are you happy to be back in California?
0: I am very happy. You know, all of my family, including pretty much most of my Canadian roots, um, are here. Okay. So, and I've got I've got a six-year-old daughter, so, you know, she gets to spend a lot of time with aunties and uncle and grandparents. And, you know, I think that's so important. And I, I love my family. I feel really blessed. So it's good to be close. It was... Um, Bittersweet leaving, it it is such a beautiful place, Canada. And Calgary, to me especially, just stunning. And the people are incredibly kind. Um, So that was bittersweet leaving. But um, other than that, I'm really happy. It's just good for so many reasons. And work is here, you know. Um,
1: So, yeah, it's all good. So, like, do you ever even go to the beach? Because, like, I bet you don't. It's terrible (laughs) for your skin. You would never actually... Could stay looking so beautiful if you actually spent a lot of time at the beach.
0: (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) You know, the beach days have certainly changed a lot. I mean, now because my daughter's six, it's really forget laying out and getting a tan, or you know, it's literally building sandcastles and trying to keep her from going out into the ocean beyond
1: fun stuff. (laughs) Actually, that's you say? The, I think that's the fun stuff anyway. Like building the sandcastles yes. and playing and running so the waves don't hit you.
0: Absolutely, digging for sand crabs and you, you know go. encouraging her to keep him alive there <laughs> and you then go. freeing them. <laughs> <laughs> so, absolutely, no, yeah. So we do, we do, um, we do hit the beach. I get lazy if anything, you know, especially when it's a perfect beach day. You know, it's going to be insanely crowded and. I just, if anything, what keeps me away from the beach is just sheer laziness. Okay. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, we're in Florida, and like we we never go to the beach
1: actually, and you know, we live like know, three miles away from it too, and like we don't yeah. ever go.
2: Yeah.
0: Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, that's true. It's really true. You just kind of, and then you don't want to take the wonderfulness around the beautiful. What did we call the word?
1: What uh, did beautifulness. You say? Beautifulness. <laughs> was it
0: was just beautifulness. I was about to say, and then I was thinking. Not that awkward, actually. Kind of <laughs> works. The beautifulness. We don't want to take it for granted, you know, and we have to be careful because I think sometimes when you're in an environment where it's just sort of the daily the norm, we can do that easily and. So you have to get out there and 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 take in the awe of the ocean and and how beautiful it is sometimes for
1: sure. Yeah, I like to look at it. I just don't want to like go out in it. First not all, to swim in I'm it. a late. Listen, I definitely am not going to swim in it because I watch every sci-fi terrible shark movie on the planet. uh,
0: Me too. I can't go. every shark documentary on the planet. And did you know that the majority of shark attacks take place in two to three feet of water? Yes,
1: I did. And I'm not going. I I even watched this dumb one just because I I like Christy Swanson. She's kind of like a friend of mine. And And very sweet. And Swamp Shark. It was like a (laughs) shark in a swamp and it was like – with DB Sweeney and I was like oh my gosh now I'm not even going to the swamp I'm not going I'm not going anywhere in the water now
0: nothing is safe and it is true you know my daughter she likes to watch all the animal planet all the national geographic and I certainly encourage that especially uh,
1: over a lot of the other yes a lot of other stuff there, there is to TV. watch
0: but some of it is really not only educational but frightening so she she saw one episode where what was it it was river River shark from I don't know, I don't know what part of the world, but I kept trying to emphasize that it was not here.
4: There right, yeah.
0: Now it's like, you know, a, a rain puddle is not safe. The swimming pool, it's like, a, what was that? Okay, we need to stop watching documentaries of sharks because I'm not helping my child.
1: <laughs> I like Shark Week and stuff too, but I can't like even, like, I can't, I, I just, ever since Jaws, I don't really go in the beach. Plus, you know, I'm a late bloomer. I just really recently started acting in the last, like, four or five years. And, like, I'm older you. and I want to, uh, I want to, like, not have a lot of wrinkles.
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah you gotta stay out of the sun and away from the sharks
1: so, yeah so i have to stay you know. out of the sun to keep my charming good looks because by the time i'm 60 i'm hoping to be one of those like leading men 60 year old leading men because i won't be all fat and nasty
0: <laughs> well you're just gonna have to make sure that you uh take do that that's right but my friend i'm that's doing good.
1: it i'm going to scotland actually i got i've got a role and they're sending me to scotland to shoot a movie about Ooh. homelessness in in november i'm going to scotland to play a father so that'll be interesting Good for you. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. how lovely to see Scotland too. That's great. Yeah, gotta have fun. So gotta have fun. Buddy. Let's talk gotta a little bit fun. about like what is it, how does it work in your head that you are a part of probably like the most successful television show in history at least internationally.
4: Yeah,
0: you know, I always say that that show was popular. It became popular after I left. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean the truth of the matter is. Um, you know, when I started on that show, if, do you guys remember, um, oh, I'm dating myself and you may be way too young for this, but way back when, uh, they used to do the Sunday night movies of the week yes. and then yeah. like, and the major networks would compete, you know, there'd be one on ABC, one and on NBC, one on CBS yes. and it, they used to call those movies of the week, sometimes backdoor pilots. So if the two hour movies did well, then they would swing them into TV series.
1: Oh, that I didn't that's know. That's
0: how, okay. that's how Baywatch started. Oh, and, when we did, we did the two-hour movie, and then we the show was on NBC, which at the time was the most conservative network, and everything we did was by the book, including our suits were the same suits they wore. Like, to get sponsored, everything was really by the book, and um, I won't bore you with all the details, but when the show was not picked up by NBC, um, it was financial reasons. It was so expensive, and the man who owned the rights couldn't do it by himself, and w- that's when... David Hasselhoff and the creators went and got the rights back and they and it then went syndicated. Come on, then everything went you know out the window the necklines plunged, and right. you, know, you can get away with a <laughs> lot more and, and it it really became what it evolved into, you know, which was more music montage, a lot of eye candy. they did have some fun and great storylines and super people, but it just kind of. Like, I think it really evolved into what it ended up being. It just didn't happen overnight, you know what I mean? So I left, I did one year on NBC, and then I did their first year of syndication. And then my swan song was when they did their season opener for season three, they did another two-hour movie, and that's when they introduced Pamela Anderson's character, and that was my exit. So it was really kind of, I feel like that, we kind of set the stage, but it was that time frame when the show really started to take off. And it was always so odd for me because, you know, it takes a while for whatever's going on domestically in the States here to get to Europe. Right. So by the time the show was being aired there and I was getting some really great, you know, international sort of, um, you know, notoriety or whatever from it. I was already off the show, <laughs> so it's very strange. You're great, and it's so nice, and we like to watch you, and I just feel, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's great. Thank you. I'm not on the show anymore. <laughs> it's
4: just weird.
0: <laughs> but um, but all the success in the world to, you know, to all the creators and everyone involved because they're all really great people, and uh, the original creator, Greg Bonin, is a real lifeguard. It
2: was his baby. So
0: I think very cool.
2: cool. It is very cool. What was cool. your storyline exit from Baywatch? Hmm.
0: I, my character, Shawnee, married um, Eddie Kramer, Billy Warlock's character. Okay, we, okay. We got married, I believe we moved to Australia, and I don't know why I'm thinking, <laughs> shame on me if I'm wrong, but I think that we opened, like, a bar or something. <laughs> I okay. Don't know, something, like, really fun. I can just hear, like, the Jimmy Buffett music in the background, and I don't know, but I think that was our... Our sort of story. point. we got married. There was a little wedding on the beach. And I believe we moved to Australia and we opened like a, I don't know, a seaside bar hotel or something like that.
2: Okay, well, that's good. It's not like you got eaten by a shark or something. No, thank goodness. Yeah.
0: And I was there when that's how Sean Weatherly's character actually got uh, got killed off. And I was there to witness that shark attack. So yeah, I think
1: they didn't want to do another one. Thank goodness. Yeah, Thank that's good. Goodness. I'm glad you didn't get <laughs> killed by a shark too. Okay. So I'm telling you. I think it's cool cuz you've been in so many iconic things and like you were in ET. I actually met Dee Wallace Stone like 2 weeks ago. I was in How Kansas City for Crypticon um 2 weeks ago and uh or 3 weeks ago, whatever, but she was one of the guests. She was very, very nice and very pleasant and and like would you like has your daughter seen you as a younger person in ET?
0: She has. She's seen a few things. She's seen ET, um and now I think the first time I probably showed it to her, she was you know a little young for it. So now conceptually, like she'll sit through movies and stuff, and that's a that's a good one for her. Yeah. So she has, she hasn't seen a, a ton of my stuff, but she's seen a few things and. And, um, you know, been been around when I'm auditioning for something or going over lines or, you know, working on material for something that I'm filming. And, and I, I when I I just did a, a film actually that's coming out and she was with um, me where we had a nanny on set and she did her independent study. So she had her schoolwork with her. So she's kind of definitely much more aware now. OK. You know? Yeah.
1: Because that's so cool to be in E.T. E.T. is like the greatest movie ever.
2: Yeah, that is so cool.
0: You know what? I'm really grateful, and I completely agree with you, but you know, it's funny because I had no idea. When when I went to do that show, I was 12, um, and just, it was really important, especially back then, but they were really, Steven Spielberg was extremely secretive about that film because he didn't want to be, you know, ripped off before production was finished. Um and so we were told a different name, uh, just that it was about a boy and an alien. So, you know, when you're 12, you're rolling your right. eyes. You're like, great. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, mean you, I had no idea what to expect. And I think I shot, gosh, maybe three days, and then I ended up doing an additional two because we had some um, exterior footage as well. And it was one of those things where you know there was no hanging around the set there's no bringing people to come cuz it's so cool and hang out none of that it was just you're in you're out and you know this is the deal it's the movie's called a boy's life and here's something really funny they told us it was called a boy's life and in the beginning of this movie there's a shot. I don't know if it's one of the main kids riding the bike. Someone's riding a bicycle through town and he passes by a marquee and on that marquee it's, it says, A Boy's Life. And I always thought that was like this little, I used to snicker to myself thinking it was like this little cool inside, you know, jokes. And I stuff love those inside this.
1: jokes. That's nice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, just pretty neat. But yeah, I, when I went to see that movie, I went to the Hollywood Dome Theater to see it. I brought my mom, my grandma, and my little sister. And I remember just sitting there wide-eyed and and could catch flies my mouth was open the entire time i was just blown away the whole thing i had no idea what what that movie was going to be
1: that's cool so. though and like even at disney world like that's my favorite kids ride is the et ride like it's so much fun i mean it's Aww. like it's timeless and it's classic and it'll never go out of style and it's something like every generation will watch you know, and to be a yeah. part of something that's so iconic like that, like I think it's cool because you're like in the most iconic, one of the most iconic movies and one of the most iconic TV shows, and so like that's just like way cool. And you got to work with Steven Seagal, yeah,
4: <laughs> who hey, I used to iconic. think was
1: awesome. I used to think <laughs> he was the coolest thing ever, though, when I was like younger. I don't know if he I did. think that anymore, but back when I was younger, I did. And hey, he's he's been very successful, and it's cool. And I like those like you know beat me up movies. Hey, you stuff, know what? So. so do
0: I. And he and he is. Ass- and he has certainly earned his um you know his place in in the 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 fight history that we've got some great great movies and there's some the Jackie Chan who I love Jackie Chan Me by too. the way. Jackie Chan films and um and Steven has certainly earned his place up there you know what i mean he he kicks butt that is uh, absolutely true and that that movie was really cool and i think for him even in the genre of those fight movies kind of was a little A cut above the rest because of Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. Right. Yeah. They brought such a different flavor and kind of element to that movie that it almost, I don't know, in my humble opinion, kind of, because of them, you know, elevated all of us to like this great place. You know what I mean? They just made that movie so cool. It was uh, it was really cool to watch them work. Those two guys. I mean, oh my gosh! Half the stuff that's up there on the screen was completely improvised. To just watch them sit with their scripts and scribble out stuff and write this in, and and, and the creativity between them was just electrifying. It I freaking
1: was, was love really, Gary Busey. Like, I'm actually a celebrity clothing designer, and I've dressed him a couple of times. He's a really cool guy, and
0: uh, he, he really is. He's a you cool know, he, guy. And he really is. He's got such a heart. You know, he's Gary is. Gary, people are like, "Oh, was, great, was Gary crazy back then?" Like is you now? Gary will always be right. Gary, and I I kind of describe Gary as like high octane, like energy. You know, in five minutes you could be completely winded just sitting next to Gary. Absolutely. He's just got incredible Tasmanian devil energy, but he's a really good guy.
1: Yeah, he I I really enjoyed him. I thought he was like really cool, and I think. You know, I think people, like, think he – have a, a way that they think that he is. And so, like, I think a lot of people, like, when I was with him, like, I, I thought people were being rude to him, you know. And I could see why he might get upset because, like, if people said that shit to me, I'd be like, go oh, screw yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing, too. You know, it's it, – It's like, where do you draw the line? If you haven't had a a personal experience with someone, you know, there's this book, I think All I I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, or some book that's been around forever, and I got to tell you something, now that I have a six-year-old, those fundamental basics are so in your face that all of us adults could learn from, it's like... People have all these preconceived notions because of what they've heard or a moment that was taken out of context. And, and you know, by all means and rights, you know, Gary has certainly acted crazy in the public eye. However, the things that people say or some of the, the attention that he has gotten is so unwarranted to me. And I, I really feel like if you don't have a personal experience with someone, then shut your mouth.
1: I agree. Yeah, I'm all about you it. You know what I mean? I like, so And I too. don't mean
0: to sound so crass about it, but honestly because that's, I think a lot of people end up just getting really hurt and I I feel like people take for granted that people are people, period, regardless of what you do and do you like it when someone talks smack about you or treats you rudely or because of something they've heard? No, you know, no one does and I, I just think it's a, it's a shame and gosh, we could cover a lot of territory with all the people that you know that covers. <laughs> You're right.
1: Yeah, and I think too, like people got to get that it's like acting because a lot of times when I I go to a lot of conventions because um, I I think it's so much fun and like yeah. a lot of people think that the the people are the people. You know, it's yeah, like the it's like they are not their character. This like you are not your character. You know. Uh, Absolutely. And so, like, they have to get that this is your job and this is what you do and you're great at it. That's why it's so believable. But that is like not who you are, and so you can't automatically like be pissed off at somebody because they did something bad to somebody you like in a movie or something, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, you think that they're this evil person or something, yeah. you know. It just doesn't work that way, and so.
0: Absolutely, you know, when you think about it like that, and you're, you really are. That is literal. Uh, it's, it's frightening. Then I think about people, wonderful people, like Robert England great guy. I mean, you know, really he's an actor guy. You know, he's not Freddy Krueger. I mean, if he's like playing these, you know, villainous roles or whatever these these awful villains or evil people and it's sort of like um it, acting. Yes, it's we've just acting. That's the and and you hope to god as an actor that you get as many, you know, diverse challenging different roles as possible. You know, you hope to play someone who's got it great and then someone who's got it really bad and then someone who's a wonderful person and then someone who's hideous who someone who's hideous. It's like isn't that the whole point of acting? You know, right. you you are you're, you're just a canvas. So, I do think a lot of people attach that to you personally and it's it's um Kind of
1: ignorant. Doug Bradley is that way too because, like, uh, he's a good friend of the show, and like, I, I'm a huge Pinhead fan. That's like my favorite series, is all the Hellraiser. Show. And he's like the nicest guy ever, you know? Yeah, like he loves to meet. cuddle. And he, yeah, yeah, he was like,
0: Is Pinhead a cuddler? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pinhead is a cuddler, and like, Malcolm McDowell was a great, you know, was another oh. great one. Like, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, and, Malcolm uh, is so,
0: I've worked with Malcolm, and he's so funny. He is
1: just got is so much most fun,
0: fabulous sense of humor. I love him, and I exactly. You know, I, it's—I think it's par for the course. Unfortunately, for people in the entertainment industry, but as I'm saying, even having having a six year old where you go through, and I get to see now through the eyes of where it all begins. You know, right. and literally, and what age, and it blows my mind how that. And it is not coming from home. I can guarantee you that, you know, where we just see how, like, with social order and with kids and how all that, just that crap starts. Part of human nature, unfortunately, to a certain extent. I, um, It's crazy. It's crazy. And it happens. And I'm sure you guys have politics over there for you. You know, it's like there's, there's drama everywhere. But um, I don't know. We just have to go back to basics, I think.
1: We're so great, we try to stay away from it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, Save the drama for the screen. Let it go someplace. It's all on Facebook. I, I just watch it all play out on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> so we should Sit tell back people and too. La- and laugh. If they want to uh, find out more about you, they can go to your official site. It's uh, Com.
0: Absolutely, and you can also tweet me, and I'm and my username is just my name at Erica Oh, I have to tweet. follow no? you
1: on Twitter. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I will tweet you back. I am a Twitter. Uh, I'm a, like a Twitter whore. <laughs> uh, are
0: you? I I'm on, becoming one. I'm on Twitter all say, the time. I am becoming one, and I'm I'm fairly new to it. So um, I'm kind of learning tricks and ins and outs and and stuff. So um, well, if you have questions, I, let yeah, me know.
1: I, you I'm can loving. ask me. I'm like Twitter Audie. I have like 220,000 followers.
0: Oh, <gasps> like I'm like, oh my goodness! Like I've got like, like under three.
1: <laughs> yeah so we'll, uh, we'll I'll start putting you in my follow Fridays and so we can see if we can build that up a little bit since you're such oh, a you're great awesome. aw- since you're so awesome and we want to tell people again you. follow you on Twitter then it's at Erica Alaniac and uh, let everybody know that you're going to be at Con X again September 14th yes. uh, 15th and 16th Saturday and Sunday yeah, come That's say hi please come say hi get autographs uh, s- see how beautiful she is in real life and and enjoy Aww. and have a great weekend and uh, we want to thank too. you for calling in to the Jimmy Star Show we had a blast anytime you have anything you want to promote when your movie Meant to Be comes out you can call, contact us we'll come back and we'll promote it for you. Oh that's awesome
0: thank you and I have also another one coming out um, around the same time uh, Lifetime movie called Holiday
1: Spin so if you guys check oh, it, it out I would really appreciate it. Absolutely so have a great time this weekend and thank you so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Thanks you guys too see you soon. Alrighty bye bye. Bye Erica. Bye. How cool. That was awesome. She's so cool. Like, I love it when we have beautiful
2: people on the show, which is almost everybody is beautiful that comes on our show. And then the beautiful people are
1: so cool and kind and friendly. Like, it's like extra good. I love it. Me too. Like, so that is so awesome. Uh, One thing, too, then, everybody, since we didn't get a lot of our plugs in, I just want to tell everybody to check out Dinah Pep. Uh, DynaPep's the world's first energy micro shot. No sugar, no carbs, no crash. You can go to www.dynapep.com. Check it out. Follow us on Twitter. It's at DynaPep Shots. And on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash DynaPep Energy. Yes. And follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Starr. Drew is. At Drew Albright. Yeah, that's right. Churchill's at Thomas Churchill. And uh, like our pages and check out the new Jimmy Star Show website, www.jimmystarrshow.com. And Drew's going to tell me you don't have to say the www, so it's just <laughs> jimmystarrshow.com. <laughs> there you go. So much easier. There you go. We want to thank everybody. We're sorry for the technical difficulties, but it was like a citywide thing. It wasn't I'll just take the us. Blame. Okay, Chad will take the blame. We really want to thank everybody. Next week we got uh, My Big Break coming on with Chad Lindbergh and the directors of the film My Big Break. It's going to be awesome, so tune in next week. Yes. Bye, everybody. Oh, we want to thank Marquee Media and Marketing Marla for uh, setting up the interviews with both Erica Alaniac and Camden Toy. Yes. Thank you. Peace Bye out, guys. everybody. Bye-bye. Jimmy stars the shit. Party, 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 party.
4: I'm like, what are you talking about, love? I ain't got no gums. gums. Oh. I need some nice gums so I can go oh. back to this party and pull all the chicks and the geezers. you know what I mean? Not not me. not so me. he said, it, geezer. I'll take you up to the store.